Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. A reading from Amos, chapter 5. Come back to the Lord and live. Otherwise, he will roar through Israel like a fire, devouring you completely. Your gods in Bethel won't be able to quench the flames. You twist justice, making it a bitter pill for the oppressed. You treat the righteous like dirt. How you hate honest judges. How you despise people who tell the truth. You trample the poor, stealing their grain through taxes and unfair rent. Therefore, though you build beautiful stone houses, you will never live in them. Though you plant lush vineyards, you will never drink wine from them. For I know the vast number of your sins and the depth of your rebellions. You oppress good people by taking bribes and deprive the poor of justice in the courts. So those who are smart keep their mouths shut, for it is an evil time. Do what is good and run from evil, so that you may live. Then the Lord God of heaven's armies will be your helper, just as you have claimed. Hate evil and love what is good. Turn your courts into true halls of justice. Perhaps even yet the Lord God of heaven's armies will have mercy on the remnant of his people. Here ends the reading. The second reading is from Hebrews chapter 4. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It expresses our, exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced the same testings as we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Our holy gospel this morning comes from the book of Mark. As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down, and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder, you must not commit adultery, you must not steal, you must not testify falsely, you must not cheat anyone, honor your father and mother. Teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. There is still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this the man's face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. This amazed them, but Jesus said again, Dear children, it is very hard to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle 
than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved, they asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not for God. Everything is possible with God. Then Peter began to speak up. We've given up everything to follow you, he said. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or property for my sake and for the sake of the good news will receive now in return a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property along with persecution. And in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. But many who are greatest now will be least important then, and those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who inspires us all. Amen. You may have heard that next June, Pastor Pat and Kristen Kalsum are leading a group from Good Shepherd on a pilgrimage along the El Camino Santiago in Spain. The Camino is an ancient path dating back to the 8th century that travels some 500 miles across northern Spain. Before reaching the destination of the Cathedral of St. James in the city of Santiago, it is believed that the remains of the Apostle James are buried at that holy site, and every year thousands of pilgrims from around the world walk this sacred path seeking spiritual enrichment. Well, I'm glad that Pastor Pat and Kristen are leading such a pilgrimage because I know that it will be a powerful, maybe even transformative experience for those who go. Now, even though walking the Camino is on my bucket list, I was not planning on going on this trip because the timing just didn't seem right. But then God started stirring something in me. God planted a seed that maybe now was the time for me to make this pilgrimage. And so I sat with this in my prayer for a few days, and the seed got bigger, and the tugging got stronger. And so I talked to Pastor Pat, and... I became the last of the 16 people to sign up for the pilgrimage. Now, I am at peace with my decision to go, but I am a worrier by nature, and so there are things that I am already anticipating I will need to be worried about. We are walking 75 miles of the Camino, so I'm wondering how will I do with walking 10 to 12 miles a day for a week? I don't speak Spanish, so how will I get along with the language? Will I be able to acclimate to a different bed every night? How will I adjust to the food and the fact that in Spain, dinner is often not available till 9 o'clock at night or later? I like to go to bed at 9.30. <laughs> of course, the biggest thing will be to figure out what to pack. So we're, we're restricted on how much baggage we can have. And so I know I'm going to have fewer things with me than I'm accustomed to having when I travel. But I think that's good. Because when you're going on a pilgrimage, it is important to lighten the load. 
Having too much stuff to carry and to keep track of can be a distraction and an obstacle to being open to the spiritual aspect of the journey, which is the whole reason for going on a pilgrimage in the first place. It's important to lighten the load. I wonder if that's what's going on in our gospel lesson today. In this story, Jesus is approached by a wealthy man who had many possessions. The man knelt down in front of Jesus and asked what he needed to do to inherit eternal life. The man's posture of kneeling and his way of addressing Jesus tell us that he is sincere in his question. This is not a test. He is seeking a spiritual journey, and he wants to be assured that this journey will lead to eternal life. Well, Jesus can see the genuineness in the man's question, and Mark tells us that Jesus looked at the man and loved him. Jesus loved this guy. And so it is out of love that Jesus says to him, go and sell your possessions, give the money away, and then come and follow me. Jesus is inviting this man to begin a new spiritual journey But first, he has to lighten the load. Because there's the matter of all that stuff, all those many possessions, stuff that will be a distraction and an obstacle to following Jesus. Well, this is a big challenge for the man because I suspect, I suspect his stuff gave him his identity and his place in that community. We talked about this story in our council meeting this week, and Pastor Alex made an insight that Jesus was inviting this man to find out who he was without all his stuff. Who was he when his identity wasn't woven into his wealth and status and comfort and security, all the stuff that his stuff gave him? Jesus is inviting him into a new identity where eternal life isn't something in the future, it begins right now. Life with God begins right now. One thing's for sure, traveling with Jesus is a pilgrimage that will transform us, a journey that will challenge each of us in unique and profound and all-consuming ways. But it is always out of love that Jesus invites us to the journey It's an invitation. It is not a demand. And today the invitation is to think about how our stuff may get in the way of our being open to say yes. Today the invitation is to realize we need to lighten the load. Now for some of us, That may mean taking a good hard look at the physical stuff we have or we feel we need to have. I mean, it takes so much time and energy. It's such a distraction to accumulate and accommodate and assimilate all this stuff into our lives. And our stuff gets woven into our identity, and it's hard to imagine letting it go so we're freer to walk our identity as disciples of Jesus. For others, the excess stuff may be in the form of busyness, 
packed calendar that allows no margin of time for listening or reflecting on where and how the invitation of Jesus might come. Our identity also gets woven into our busyness. I mean, think about it. In our culture, you're nobody if, when someone asks you, how are you, if you can't answer busy, who are you? Lightening the load may mean putting boundaries on our time, saying no to good things so we can say yes to better things. Maybe the most challenging call to lighten the load is from the stuff we carry inside of us, the baggage we have of unresolved conflicts, unhealthy behavior patterns, addictions, angers, resentments, the bad habit of judging other people. I mean, the list goes on. All of those ways in which our lives do not mirror, do not reflect the life of the one we are called to follow. These two can be distractions and obstacles that get in the way. And yet Jesus says, come and find out who you are without all of that stuff weighing on your heart and on your soul. So far I have read one book written by someone who walked the Camino. I hope to read several more before our trip. Remember, I'm a worrier. The book I read is entitled Walk in a Relaxed Manner, and it was written by a Catholic nun named Joyce Rupp. Now, she walked the whole 500 miles of the Camino, a journey that took her seven weeks to complete. Well, on the day of her departure, as she waited for her ride to the airport, of course, she was feeling anxious and apprehensive and wondering if this was the right thing for her to be doing. And she said as she tried to sit quietly in her prayer chair, she looked out in the yard and saw the trees out there, and she was reflecting on how those trees would be different when, they got, when she got back. They will have lost their leaves and would be prepared for winter. And then she wondered if and how she would be different when she returned. In order to be transformed, she knew she had to let go of the comfort and the security of her home and just start the journey. She writes these reflections about that day. Deep down, of course, I realized the necessity of letting go as the only thing to do. Holding on too tightly to anyone or anything only deprives oneself of growth. Hanging on for dear life's sake prevents one from what the future hold. I did want to go forward. I did want to grow. So I walked out the door with hope in my heart, knowing that letting go involved a price to pay. There is a price to pay in lightening the load. We don't know what happened to the man in our gospel story. When Jesus invited him to lighten the load and follow, he turned around and walked in the other direction. But I like to hope that Jesus' invitation still changed him in some way. Maybe he went home and sold just one thing and gave the money away, a first courageous step in a new spiritual pilgrimage. Today, Jesus looks at you in love and says, lighten your load 
Come, come, follow me. Come and see who you are without all the stuff, the distractions and the obstacles. Because life with Jesus isn't something that just happens when we get to heaven. It's a pilgrimage that begins right now. So what step can you take today to lighten your load and follow Jesus? Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.